Welcome to another episode of Live Lunch. Live Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we are joined by two very special guests, but Hello. before that, we have food from Belgian chips. Um, Christina requested that we only did fries. We didn't have great. Choice. I always Anything. watched them struggling to eat struggling. really odd things. <laughs> so I thought something simple would be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the struggle to eat. Mm. So we've got chips and we've got a range of dips. We've got uh, buffalo wing, we've got other sauces that I can't pronounce. What was the sauce that you chose? Andalus, I think. Um, that's the first time I've even heard that it's word. It's so nice. What is it? Andalus? I hope, I, I hope that's how you say it. But what is it? Is yeah. it? It's just really nice. I don't know what I it is. I want to get in the Andalus action. I just ordered barbecue sauce. I'm a bit basic like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Andalus, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 great, great start, Leanne. <laughs> okay. Hey, Leanne. On that note, while Leanne's sorting that, introduce yourself because Leanne, you've not been on live lunch before. Hi, guys. I'm Leanne, and I'm a student intern. Get close to the mic. Oh, sorry. I'm Leanne, and I'm a student intern. I need to resolve this situation. So you carry on talking. I'm All right, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's get into the topic of today because on Sunday we continue through our series uh, called Your People and we're talking about <laughs> yeah, talking about your crush. And um, it wasn't controversial at all. It wasn't countercultural. <laughs> it was like I said everything that people thought I would say. And uh, no, we had a good time. And as always, we have this space in Live Lunch to guess ask some questions, explore the subject a little bit more. And uh, we also have some questions that we give to our small groups to get them started in their discussion and conversation, uh, which we did. So I'll just bring up those questions now. Um, I really, I guess what I wanted to people, to, one of the things that I started with was really thinking about how, what Jesus has to say when it comes to relationships and the tracks that he paints for singleness and, and for marriage is very different to the, even the starting point in just wider society from a secular point of view. So the first question I put there is, what do you think are the messages and teaching that our society gives people about romantic relationships? Because in one sense, it might feel like, well, it's all free for, do what you like. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there are things that are promoted, even in the stories of you know, films and TV and everything. That, you know, every time you see a story mm -hmm. or of romance is saying that this is there's a good way of doing it. it's demonstrating something. yeah um, yeah so what examples can you think of what do you think of the teaching that sex is just for marriage when we'll get into that conversation uh, today why do you think that would be the case and then thirdly in what ways were you personally challenged by the message or what questions uh, do you have and then think about application so I don't know who wants to go first maybe on that third one your personal reflections your personal the message connected with you. Do you kick us off? I love that. Um, so, thank you. I keep on forgetting the mic. So, I think one of the things that stood out to me um, was Matt just talking about how there's no in between. Um, so, one end of the spectrum is marriage, and the other, well, the first end of the spectrum is singleness, other end of the spectrum is marriage. Um, and how there's just no in-between, like the Bible doesn't talk of in-betweenness, which I think was really good to set the just the record straight, which was quite challenging because often with crushes and maybe like relationships, dating, you can often stay in the middle and just go, okay, I'm going to park myself here mm. and I'm going to be comfortable True. here. But I think it was it was challenging because 
it helped me realize that actually there is a higher purpose in the whole romantic relationship thing um and it's good like the standard is good um so yeah that was really good to me it helped me um yeah understand a little bit more about like how to deal with crushes and how to navigate those feelings which i know we'll talk about a little bit later um which also brings me to lust Mm -hmm. as well which i know we'll talk about later um if we get there but yeah i think that was one of the the things that just stood out to me is that there's no in between like let's not blur the lines there and god's quite clear with that mm-hmm. um so yeah for me. yeah and for, and for you like your student intern living in the sort of student world and you know um just how at odds i mean even from a christian point of view i think from what i was what i was saying on sunday it was probably a, a more challenging end of the spectrum like but just how out of step is it? <laughs> how out of step do you feel as someone who's trying to navigate that with in the context of non-Christian friends? Like, do they even under- understand like that you would live your life in terms of like not just casually date, not just you know pursue relationships in that way? It's definitely like I have two like really really good friends that are not Christian, and it's so bizarre to them, mm. like because that we would like they would purposely put themselves in situations that will show that they're single and they're ready to like mm-hmm. do the in-between. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I'm like, no, I can't do that. Sorry guys, we'll probably have to do something else mm-hmm. to spend time together. And they're just like, oh, like what? Like, So when I explain, when the conversation opens up and we start talking about why I wouldn't do those things, it's like, but this is pleasure. Like, mm-hmm. this is how we like just do life. Like, what are you doing then? What are you living for? Mm-hmm. Which then opens to deeper dialogue about what are you living for pleasures and stuff like that so it definitely is so out of step hence why listening to the message on sunday was like whoa like even for me who is somebody that believes in jesus that follows jesus Mm. that was still very countercultural to hear for myself and my worldviews Mm. as of now which is good it must be hard to present those kind of decisions in a positive way rather Mm. than negative way yeah no i know that's fun but i'm sorry I'm not into fun. Like, <laughs> implicitly, yeah. like, yeah. you don't want to give that message. Yeah. But like, I'm sure that's the way it can come across. Mm. You're like, do you not like fun? Do you not like other people? Do you, are you just prudish or that sort of thing? Like, yeah. I think what you said about um, the person who knocks on the door of the brothel is searching for God mm. was, was massive because yeah. we aren't just pursuing physical pleasure in itself. We are pursuing something spiritual. And there's a, a depth to the... The, the pursuit of sex, I guess the way God ordained it, um, which goes far deeper than just momentary pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I mean, we could have an entire lunch on that conversation, but I, I, that was for me a real standard thing, which, which helps you in the conversation. Like, I'm not, I'm not settling for something uh, lesser. I want to hold out for the, for the greater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's, that's a noble pursuit, isn't it? Yeah. Christina, you are someone who is fairly recently married, mm. so you've been single and into marriage. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, reflections from Sunday takeaway? How did it connect with you? Um, <laughs> I think I, I think what you were speaking about, um, obviously singleness and marriage and the transitional period and not staying in that place, uh, camping there. That was quite big for me. Um, I think that was a really big takeaway. I think especially being in the student community. Um, and working there and leading and helping out, I think having people come up and ask about relationships, I often feel inequipped to be like, 
oh, this is how, you know, I feel like that really gave me the tools to be like, no, this is the purpose for the relationship. It's transitioning you from A to B. If you're not ready for B, you're not, you haven't got your eyes set on B, then you shouldn't be transitioning into something you're not going to transition into. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, as someone who's recently married, I think, yeah, just thinking back off, kind of, I mean, before, I when I, when I was working, people would be really interested by the fact that I didn't have a sex life. They'll just be like, my colleagues would find that so weird. They'll be like, this is radical. Like, you're 25 and, you know, and it's just kind of, it's opened up a lot of doors to be like, yeah, but that isn't the end or be all. Like, yeah. I've lived a very fulfilling life. I have joy. I have peace. I have pleasure in lots of different ways and for them it's like but you're not having sex and you have someone that you love and you're not expressing in that way but I know down the line that's going to be expressed in in a in a way that is safe and you're talking about certainty and faithfulness and committing um and the boundaries that God has given us and that being good so that's to be celebrated great um I think just jumping into a few questions that we had that we picked up on the back of the the sermon. Like the, the first one is, it, did we say what is a crush? Yeah. Is How do we define a crush? Yeah. And then yeah. is it a good thing or a bad thing? But let's let's start with the definition of a crush. Yeah. What is a crush? Can I just say as we get into that, part of the reason that we um, use this like I mean I I don't really even know if people use it this term mm-hmm. of crush. Mm-hmm. But what I picked up was when I was a school teacher and like the kids who were like, you know, 12, 13. But they were saying, using it, but also using it in a tongue-in-cheek way, even though they probably didn't understand what tongue-in-cheek meant. <laughs> mm. But in a sort of slightly sarcastic, over the top, oh, you're mm. crushed, that yeah. sort of thing. So it's like yeah. a joke, but it's also serious. Mm. Mm, yeah. And I had like some year 10, year 10 boys that were like, um, they were just, just a mess around kind of kids. But for some reason they'd come up to me like, sir, do you li- believe in true love? <laughs> like in a really like sarcastic way but also like they actually wanted to talk yeah which is really bizarre so when we're talking about what we should call yeah. the series and it fit it in it was like should call it your crush and I suggested it and thinking yeah we'll just dismiss that in the title <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it became the title so no it's good quite funny. anyway no, what is what is a crush what are you what is the about? opposite of true love or what is true love not as in like yeah, the, the sense of they would ask like using the word love. like crew and love What's false love? But like, uh, so they were kind of saying, you know, sure, sure. Uh, infatuation. That's this like is live lunch. We just like speak what's on our mind. But sorry, going back to this what crush is, thing. Is crush, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it someone that you just desire to be with? Isn't that just the basic? Yeah. There's a desire for that person. For that person, not necessarily to be with. Really? Mm. So why are you crushing on them? Crushing on them as well. That's, 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 that's <laughs> good. There's no, a, I think yeah. I think I think it's a desire like you you just des- like you desire them rather mm. than to be with them. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. with that, like to be with them comes commitment. Nobody's trying to do the commitment thing <laughs> in this generation. It's like I just wanna, yeah. That's why it's so fleeting, crushes. Because it's just like it just, yeah. It's just not stable. Anyway, um, how would I define it? I think lust. Lust, oh, wow. lusting after somebody wow. um is how i would define crushes yeah wow we, that, uh, yeah i think we should is is a crush a form of lust 
Yeah. I, I mean, part of it is last like desire. Asking, is it a good or a bad thing as well? But I guess if you take that definition, be like, well, mm. probably not. Is it, is it probably a bad thing? I, I suppose I took it on Sunday as the beginnings of a romantic, the potential beginnings of romantic relationships, which I think mm. it can be as well. You know, that's it's the it's the feeling, oh, the, the noticing of mm. someone, the 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 um, interest, the romantic interest, and in that sort of thing, which which may or may not be, you know last sexual desire that's all I know they move on move on to that um, yeah so I guess that's a good yeah there's different there's different ways of thinking about it yeah. it's the start of something that is life defining isn't it like if the the person that you have a crush on extends into the person that ultimately leads into the person that you do get married that moment of infatuation becomes probably one of the most defining moments in your life so in yeah. some ways you want to be really careful with at that starting point because yeah. you know once you start down the path it's trickier to come out of it or step out of it, um, it before you get married so I guess the, 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 the question for me would then be um, what takes it from a, a, a friendship now of course it could be and it, this is not talking about the instances where you see somebody for the first time you're like I love this person but what separates it being from a really good friend and friendship uh, and you just enjoying being with the person and mm. just enjoying the person for who they are mm. and then it being something that you begin to pursue romantic aspirations yeah. I, sorry I guess I was really um, uh, the reason I'm asking is because even in conversations with my young daughters um, who really like some of their friends boys or girls mm. in their school and I need to navigate with them what's the difference in this being something more than just a really good friendship yeah, yeah, yeah. and what's just a really good friendship and you just really enjoy being with the person mm. same sex opposite sex whatever um, but there's that's just a, that's, a, that's a friendship so what's the difference between a friendship and a crush yeah I think I think that it can feel like there's a cultural pressure in that way because because of the stories we tell each other in terms of media and that sort of thing is all consumed with a romantic love you know a sexual desire love mm. that sort of almost like in, over like eclipses all other types of yeah. love and you know and and friendship and all those sorts of things and so just for you to be attracted to someone <laughs> even on a friendship level and mm. um, you can feel a cultural pressure to oh you that you want to be with them, you want to you know, have a have a relationship with them that's exclusive and romantic and that sort of thing. Um, and I think part of that is because that category, other categories, are like really good friendships, for example, whether it's between a guy and a girl or a guy and a gal, girl, girl, you know, are not often that celebrated. We don't see that. And so even for, for young people growing up or our kids or that sort of thing, you think, oh, okay, if two people are in a real, the, the, the deepness of connection with another person has to be sexual or has to even mm. has to have sexual undertones or something mm. like that. Mm. Like, mm. That is how we view it because so often that's what the conversation is. Yeah. But it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be like that. But yeah. as, a, as a pastor, what would you say to people who, who came to you with that situation, in that situation? What, they're figuring out whether... Yeah, is it just friendship or is it more than a friendship? And I, sorry, you girls are pastors as well, so it's not just a question for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think, I think be honest with yourself. I think be honest with, uh, speak to others as yeah. well. Um, 
you know, it could, it could be, it, it, in one sense, uh, you know, I d you don't know what's going on, on in someone's head. Mm -hmm. And I think some things can be a phase or feelings or that sort of thing. And, um, and so I think, I mean, one of the things that I was, uh, I mean, I was quite straight with it on Sunday in terms of like, if you like someone, just ask them. <laughs> and, and that probably comes from <laughs> an, a, a, a sense of, but I think I think it's helpful because it pushes people to draw a line. And are, are you are you ready to if if it is a romantic feeling towards someone, yeah. are you ready to actually start walking down that path? Mm -hmm. I think, and I probably particularly would want to push people in that direction because mm -hmm. it seems that particularly for a millennial generation, let me say. Uh, indecision and flakiness seems yeah. to be a defining thing. Yeah, no, we'll just see how it goes. We'll just be like, oh, I'm not sure, yeah. not sure. You're not mm -hmm. sure. Shall we commit? Shall we not? Like that is the the, the soup that we swim in, or whatever. Um, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> 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 sea that we swim in. Sea that we swim in. So yeah, so that's why I'm, I think it is yeah. more help. I'm gonna go along the lines of it's more helpful just to define things one way or another because I think uh, yeah. Go on, yeah, go on. Well, I was gonna say also I think it's really good to like not do it in secret. Yeah. Because I think part of the definition of like crush, how I've understood it is like you're doing it in secret, like, oh you've got a crush. Like, you know, when people are teasing you, it's like you don't want anyone to know, like stop, stop the embarrassing part of it and stuff. So I think that bringing it out in the open, especially like growing up being an adult and stuff like that, you wanna talk to people that are accountable to you yeah. and just say like hey this is how i'm feeling and stuff so yeah. that there's not room for like temptation to do it like so that like you're doing this crush like alone mm. basically in private like you're talking to your pastor about it you're talking to maybe like like your christian peers about it like oh this is how i'm feeling all that stuff so that it's done in the open mm. i don't know if that makes sense like i think that that's also quite helpful like navigating if you're like if you like somebody Brilliant. that you Brilliant. could get yeah, advice right. and wisdom and stuff about it yeah yeah like there's definitely something about bringing it to the light i think when we we're just speaking i was thinking of all the movies and stuff that we see now and they shape culture right mm -hmm. and we see in these movies that a crush is basically just obsessing over somebody oh they're locker oh they talk yeah. oh do they talk to me oh do they you know and yeah. i think you're building up narratives in your head you're coming up with different scenarios and i think actually in those movies that doesn't work out. If, if we think about it, most of the movies, not many people end up with their crush. Nope. They pursue their crush and then it ends up being, you know, some friend, some geeky friend or someone yeah. who they're like, oh yeah, you are my true love, whatever that is. But like, um, yeah, it's just something that is a lot in your mind and yeah. building up scenarios. So I think bringing it to the light, speaking to people about it. What is it about this that is, excites you? Like what? is lacking right now that is drawing you to seek attention from this person or want validation from this person or it a lot comes into it that we need to unpack yeah. together with your friends and just yeah i don't know yeah because i guess implicit in that is that in, if, if we're talking about a crush in terms of someone that we notice someone that we find attractive that is something that doesn't that happens to all of us at yeah. any stage of life, whether we're single, married, anything else in between. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, and I think it's, it's probably important to, to say that because we can think, well, 
you know, you can have the idea that, okay, when you get married, then you're just, you know, you're completely blind to everyone else in the world. It's like, no, no, actually, you are going to notice people. That is, but it's what, you, it's what you do with that, whether you entertain that idea and thought. And, and, and so when I'm talking about, you know, I, again, said it quite plainly on Sunday in terms of you get married and then you commit to them, there is, there is, a, there is a proactive choosing like faithfulness, proactive choosing mm -hmm. <laughs> the person that you're with again and again and again, mm -hmm. because there is a, 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 a yeah. other ways to you know engage your mind or that sort of thing in terms of being unfaithful in your mind by entertaining ideas of other people because you will be tempted mm -hmm. that way and just noticing someone else mm -hmm. that's not wrong. Yeah. You know, and for yeah. part, just part of who you are yeah. and part mm -hmm. of life, but it's what you do with those thoughts that is. No, it's a question. Can I just, sorry, quickly. Uh, um, it made me think of, we had a student event um, on sex drive. Um, I recommended it because I was like, well, let's talk to our students about how to manage this. Because a lot of people are like, how do I get rid of this? And I'm like, God gave that to you. <laughs> so I think it came up just when we were talking about our crush is bad. No, like it's a natural part of life, but it's about how do I manage this thing that has been given to me in a way that glorifies God. And what I really loved about what you said in your message was, is the way that I do relationships, um, is it showing my selfish desires or is it glorifying God and pointing to him? And so in that, it's about how to manage those things. And that's kind of what I talk about, bringing in the open, talking to people about it. But yeah. in themselves, they're not bad because it's just how God has created us. Yeah. But how do we manage and move forward? Yeah, not parking yourself. Yeah. Not parking yeah, yourself I mean, there. Yeah, and let, let's 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 go with that because I think one of the very practical questions that mm. I'm sure Christian couples uh, are asking and trying to work out is the sense of boundaries. You know, I was very again very clear in terms of being like, no, actually, your affection for one another is it's it's right that that is going to grow and change as your relationship deepens. But until you're married, uh, the the sexual the, the line into sexual behaviour needs 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 to be staying that side of it. Mm. Um, but which is not which is not easy. It, let's let's not be flippant about it. But I guess I imagine that would be one of the sort of the key questions for mm. Christian couples. Like, how do we do that? How, yeah. how like how do how do we stay pure sexually mm. in a relationship? So should we open that kind of words? Boundaries, <laughs> boundaries. Okay. It's it's such a tricky one because I remember, interestingly, our stories ran quite parallel. We both got married, uh, not to each other. <laughs> we. <laughs> Our, our wives lived with, e with each other. That's true. Uh, and we were both dating them around the same time. Oh, and then yeah, we both got engaged around the, the same time. Yeah, that's true. Wow. And then we, we both got married around the same as well. The same year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, Catherine was a bridesmaid at our wedding and Amy was a bridesmaid at your wedding. That's right. Uh, and I remember looking at you guys <laughs> and, and just really respecting the way you did your, your relationship and mm. being like, Hey, that's the impossible standard that we will never achieve. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I guess I'm sure you had your own set of of struggles and trials and temptations, and, and we had a different set of struggles and tri trials and, and temptations. And I guess it's just finding what what are the common principles that um, which help us then work out what our boundaries are. And I, and I guess the the key thing is does this bring glory to God mm. in what you're doing, and okay. is the, is the decisions that you're making. Um, bringing honor to God and, and the church uh, yeah yeah go on Leanne you were going to say something about boundaries yeah I was I was going to say something about just like having boundaries in place 
So this comes back to talking, for, exa- for example, talking about having people that are accountable to you um, in relationships. So if you are in a relationship and having that out in the open. Um, so basically I have a group of friends who there's six of them and they're all in relation. So boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, they're all in a relationship. And during lockdown, it got really hard for them to just, so. yeah, basically <laughs> not fall into temptation. So what they did, this is so weird, like to me personally, but like, it's so good. And it's so countercultural. Like everyone just be like, what are you doing? They had each other on Zoom. So like one person, so the girl would be on Zoom while her two friends, like the boy and the girl were together. And she would just watch like surveillance them. Wow. Like, so <laughs> she there, she's there holding them accountable. Watching so, them. Yeah, basically, watching, like obviously she's doing her own thing. She might be doing work or something, but she was like, basically like they can't they can't mm. fall like they can't do anything well they they could if they were really really that <laughs> yeah basically but they know that this yeah. is what we put in place so that we don't wow. do anything because we're just trying to really really stay pure yeah. and that's one of the practical ways that they went about it and i think when i heard that i was like wow you gotta have some loyal friends mm. because that's a big deal and i think that that's just one practical way of doing it and then also like meeting up all the time and like like groups of friends coming together all the time mm-hmm. that you're not left alone and if you are it's still in a group setting mm-hmm. so that's just one of the practical ways of like doing relationships as a christian Brilliant. um but yeah that's just one thing i've learned yeah, yeah. from my friends in a relationship that's great yeah what, what would you say if if um um one person felt that they were ready for marriage and the other person wasn't quite there yet and i guess that's quite an interesting dynamic when you when you're in a relationship um, pre-getting engaged is are we there yet are we ready what sort of advice would you give people with regards to those type of boundaries I guess that's why um, I really liked what Matt was saying on Sunday because he was saying if you're not ready for that commitment if you're not ready to walk down that road then why are you in the transitional process to get there do you know what I mean it's yeah. not about camping there so I think but is it, yeah, so, so sometimes one person can be ready to move on or move oh ahead, like now it's like oh now i'm ready yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it's like now i'm i think or, or would you even have that conversation before you make the relationship official yeah. or is that too soon i think i would i think you're setting oh sorry you're setting the boundary like you're setting it up before you've got you've had the conversation because as, as we heard in the preach the intention the goal the purpose is marriage and I know sometimes like you have those conversations like, oh, it's too early. Like you're trying to discern when to have mm. these conversations. But I think at least we know that we, we've been knowing that the end goal is this. Let's at least have this like mm. kind of like vague conversation about our expectations so that when we get there, it's not like, oh, where's this all coming from? Yeah. Like, and, and the relationship purpose being to go there. It's natural for people to kind of get there at different points maybe um and i think that's where community comes into it where it's like so you make things come up all the time every time we have sermons on stuff something always comes up and then that might make you think wait am i ready and i think it's actually it's good it's healthy to to take moments to check your health and be like okay god what are you saying this is why you're saying in relationship be praying to god about wisdom be seeking god and be like is what you're saying this is the way you should go and if not then end it if so maybe there's counseling that you need to go to maybe there is you know we have thrive story we have so many different i don't know 
speaking of typing by story. But you know what I mean? There's so many different avenues for mm. us to explore why we may not be ready. And that doesn't mean you'll never be ready. Yeah. Actually, you may need to just go through that process to be ready, and that's mm. fine. And then, Brilliant. yeah. Yeah, I think, to, to just to add, uh, you can wrap up here, sorry. No, no, yeah. I mean, I'm loving this conversation. Let's keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. Um, I, I, I think there's, there's, there's a tension there, isn't there? Because on one hand, I'm saying like, yes, a relationship is, I think Leanne's right. You, you, you want to be both going into a relationship with an expectation you know, we see this as a starting a road together potentially leads to marriage. But at the same time, I think it's, you also want to recognize that it's a process of figuring out whether the, the you know, the step will be to marriage. Mm. Because I think sometimes it's not. Mm. And, the, and the, but it can also feel like the, the, like the worst thing ever to go down that road and then, then end the relationship. And of course, that is that is painful, and I feel people can feel the the pressure. Espe- let's be honest, especially in church settings, especially in in, in Christian settings, where there is that high value of marriage, and there is that you know, oh, they've got together, you know, when is he, when they're going to get married, that sort of thing, yeah. and that that's really unhelpful yeah. because I think we need to redeem a sense of no, actually, um, you know, pr- relationships that are pre-marriage is a figuring out process yeah, yeah. because the worst thing is not to break up the worst thing is to get married when it's not right mm. that that def- and we need to we need yeah. to be honest about that mm. and i think so i think other people other you know who you are other people who put mm. pressure on couples yeah. is really unhealthy yeah you've got to recognize okay they're getting to know okay they're getting to know each other yeah that's Good. They want to do it in a good way. That's good. Let's support them doing that. Mm. And if that relationship doesn't lead to marriage, then let's support. Let's not yeah. do all that we can to take away any sense of stigma, any yeah. away any sense of shame on that, mm. because that is a good. That is a positive faith decision. To yeah. end, that takes a lot of faith yeah. to end a relationship that you, when you know actually it's not right. And actually, that doesn't in doing that. That doesn't mean that the last few months, however was wrong mm, yeah. mm-hmm. no if you've done it well and there's another aspect of like you know pursuing purity and yeah. if you've done it well you there's no need to feel guilty or shameful yeah. about that yeah um, actually that's a good decision um because you're following jesus and mm. that's and that's what that's what we've done it's so good mate in the, in um as something on the other side of, of the, the crush and the marriage being married um you know, you absolutely don't want to waste your time on relationships which aren't going to go anywhere or you know, and, I, and I get off that. But do you think for somebody who's who's starting out, maybe it's a young person or maybe somebody who's new to the faith, um, like, okay, I want to do relationships well, put, is putting the, uh, let's call it burden of marriage onto the start of a relationship sometimes an unhealthy pressure or do you think, no, oh, that's the way it is and that's how you should do it? I think it's, it's not an unhealthy, well, it can be an unhealthy pressure if you talk about it in the wrong way. I, th- I think what's important early on, I think what Catherine and I did, was we, 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 we checked where each other are at in terms of having that shared sense of what this is. What this relationship is, is a figure out process to see if marriage is right. Mm-hmm. I think that you can do that in a way that doesn't feel like the pressure. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, family members, friends, they may bring an external pressure to you, but you've just got to try and resist that to the extent that you can. Um, I, d- I, don't think it, I don't think it does. I, don't, I think it's better to define a sense of expectation mm, yeah. uh, than actually just it being the thing 
that you're not talking about and then because you might be on different pages yeah yeah you you might be and, and i think that's important to get out in the open early on um because one of you might be like Really get ready to get married like next month, and the other person's like, Whoa, wait a minute, I'm over the marriage thing, and I'm figuring it out. But and that comes down to temperament, and just and you've got to respect one another in that. Yeah. But it's better to talk about than, than not talk about. But like Christina Leanne, um, from your perspective, if if marriage was set at the start of the relationship, would that make you want to get deeper into the relationship, pick out, explore it, or would it be would you feel like I've just met you, chill? Like, do you mean, like, he said, we're getting, like, would, like, we're getting married, or are we, is he saying we're dating with the intention to get married? Yeah, the latter. I definitely would say, cool, like, you've set the standard, cool, like, let's go, because then I know that you're not wasting my time, and you're not going to be like, oh, like, if we get to a stage where we're like, actually, I just know where you're at, I think he's communicated from the start, like, where he's at which I think is good but there's no pressure like because if things don't go we're not going in the same direction we both know that like it's blessed and we can go our separate ways but at least we've had that conversation from the start that there is purpose to this and the end goal could potentially if it works out marriage Um, now I haven't got too much to add but yeah going into my relationship with my now husband um it was, I had that lens and he had that lens. And it's not like we were like, let's get married now. But it was like, can I see myself potentially marrying this person? And if I couldn't, I wasn't going to go into it. If yeah. I could, then, and I did. So that's why. So yeah, yeah I think it's a helpful lens. Great. Yeah. Could I super quickly just rewind to the boundaries conversation? Yeah, yeah I think we probably <coughs> moved on from that a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, to, to try and help the, the, the Christian couple who is find, finding the, the boundaries, particularly with sexual behavior, difficult, I think, A, acknowledging that it is difficult, it is a struggle, I think is part of it. There's no point in denying it. I think what Liam is saying there about actually helping one another and friends helping friends in that and being accountable is a good thing. I think thirdly, I probably want to say as well, to try and keep in mind um just a, a, a positive vision of purity and godliness and i think that was what i was trying to communicate on sunday the danger in this area is that we you know we think well sex sex is bad <laughs> because we're saying no we you know this is the christian teaching around it. therefore sex is bad and we just need to you know not uh, not engage with the idea at all but actually but the also seeing the purity and godliness as a p- positive thing and a good thing and mm. um, otherwise it can just feel like i'm just not doing something that i really want to do mm. rather than you're sort of trying to not do that rather than seeing yourself as someone who is choosing something that's good i'm yeah. choosing to pursue something that the world doesn't and, and that's the pro, that's the difficult because the world does not value it the world mm. does not value faithfulness in the way that god does the way the world does not value purity and, and even respect for others in the way that God does yeah. uh, but that's what I was trying to do on Sunday was trying to help people to see that that is going to keep <laughs> that is going to keep your heart in the right place saying mm. no 
God, I want to be like you. I don't just want to see you as someone who stopped me doing things I want to do. I I want to be like you. Mm. And every time I'm saying no to sexual behavior outside of marriage, it's because I'm actually saying yes to your vision for it and and trusting you, Mm. um, trusting you for it. And that's what, that's, you know, in one sense, that's what all sin is, Mm. is when we're taking something without trusting God. Mm. Like, and, and the opposite of sin in that sense is thankfulness to God. We receive from God, we're trusting Him and trusting yeah. He provides what we need. Um, and that, you know, you go back to Romans 1 and the, the contrast between people that did, the, the way humanity went wrong, according to Romans 1, is that we stopped thanking God. And that's like, what? We stopped being grateful. No, no, we stopped trusting that God would provide what we need. Yeah. And we started taking it and doing things. And he talks about the different sexual behavior that that leads you down mm-hmm. because you're you're taking something on your own terms rather than receiving something from God on his yeah. terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing, because sex is good. Sex is a gift. In the right context, yeah. it is it's blessed and is blessing and God says yes in one sense but we can easily get in the idea and the enemy does the enemy wants to get in and, and cause us to think about God just wants to restrict you yeah. you know and, and he doesn't God wants to bless you so, and the blessing that he has is bigger than than, than any restriction that, that yeah. might be there anyway that's my little rant on that sounds good okay. you, you always bring it back to Jesus even in the <laughs> preach he started with, with the with the beginning I love that yeah it's good um, any other questions that we want to go down? No. I think I've run, run to the end of my rant now. No, but I really enjoyed what you were saying, Matt, earlier, because I, I do say to people, when a relationship ends, does it mean that it was unsuccessful? Um, so I really like that you spoke about that, because a relationship ending could be a successful thing, because you've done the purpose of figuring out whether or not this is the person I want to spend my life with, mm. and if you realise that's not, that's, good. that's successful. So, yeah, I just really want to... Well, I thought it was such a good preach. I was talking to a couple of other people, married people, and they said, Surpri- well, I don't know, surprisingly, we go- as married people, we got a lot from that preach. That's good. I feel like I, I was listening to it and like, wow, that is shaping my thinking and is changing my heart. So that, yeah. Matt, that was really well done. Oh, thanks, really, guys. really well <laughs> 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 And you made us laugh, and you got like a so round funny. of applause and everything. Well, you know what? Service. We're going to continue next week on a similar theme because we are talking about marriage. Joel's mm. preaching this Sunday about marriage and stuff. I'm sure we'll pick up the conversation next week as well. Great. So next week we are back with um, your marriage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always cool. Is it called your marriage? That's cool. <laughs> or is it your partner? Your partner, man. Your partner. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Leanne and yeah, Christina. Really it's been so much fun having you with us. And please come back. We love what you have to say. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Matt. See you, everybody. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.